Hey, pop stars. Welcome back to another very special episode of Perspectives of Pop Culture. We are ditching the news, ditching sports, and we're sitting down one-on-one with my lovely co-host, Lindsay. Wow. I am lovely. <laughs> That's what you took from that? Yeah. I'm just trying to channel my inner, like, Lindsay intro, and so, you know, try to do my best. You did a great job. I'm proud of you. Why, thank you. Hi, Justin. Hey, Lindsay. This is pretty wild. Are you ready? So this episode, we are actually, we're going to get to know Lindsay a little bit better. And we're going to ask her a few questions. Mm -hmm. She's going to give us some answers. And we're going to spill all the tea. And it's going to be great. I'm a little nervous. Why are you nervous? I don't know. Like, sometimes I'm an oversharer, so I might be a little vulnerable. I don't know. That's fine. Oversharing is welcomed in this space. It's a safe space, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's always a safe space. Um, So I have to to give a little disclaimer. Jackie also approved my questions. We love Jackie. Um, Yeah, she's our official behind-the-scenes editor person. Um, And let's be real. She's really good at asking deep questions questions that elicit very involved responses so yes all right should we jump right in yeah let's do it why do i feel like you're nervous i am nervous it could it could be nerves or it could be the second coffee that i made myself let's just say it was it's the second coffee for sure okay all right. All right. We're going to start out. Um, so you are by far the queen of experience and always have the best fits. Um, that's probably one of the things that, you know, we first connected over is fashion. Um, but for every occasion, you always bring the vibes together immaculately. What do you or like what do you love most about putting on a good outfit or creating that like t- stunning tablescape? Like what does it elicit in you or like what do you like most about it? Is it the experience? Is it? the process is it the look on people's faces what is it um okay justin had such good well thought out answers so do not judge my 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 answers as i tried to formulate them um but when it comes to i'll go through each one when it comes to clothes and what i'm wearing i genuinely treat it as a form of self-expression and i genuinely love it that's not always the case for everyone and I'm very aware of that I've been made very aware of that from people being like why are you so dressed up all the time my whole entire lifetime and to them I just say like it's fun for me like it's genuinely fun for me like rock wall climbing is not fun for me but putting on a cute ass fit is fun for me like my favorite thing to do at home when I'm bored is put on Sex in the City in the background because they have so much inspiration and go through my closet and literally play dress up, even as a grown 30-year-old woman. Like, that's just genuinely my interest. And I love that clothes and fashion allow you of like a vehicle to show who you are and what your personality is and what someone can expect from you. Because mm-hmm. as we all know, like, you can't judge a book by its cover, but when you meet someone for the first time, you are getting an impression of them. And that is like a whole embodied experience, including what you're wearing. Not that you should be dressing to meet someone, but you should be dressing 
so genuinely as yourself that when someone's meeting you, they're meeting your true version of yourself. So I don't, and by the way, like I'm not like trying to get dressed and slay every day. Like some days I have a casual slay, but especially when I'm about to go into like a new environment or meet a new group of people, I really want to be the like show up as my favorite version of myself because it makes me feel Mm -hmm. more confident. And a lot of the times that is with fashion. Um, so that's that there. And then for aesthetic wise and tablescapes and my home, nothing makes me happier than when I go over to someone's house and they have cute setting table. They've put intention into it. And I think that's Uh really where it comes from is when someone invites you over and they host you and there feels like there's intention behind them having you over. Like they genuinely thought about putting this tablescape together or like making their house feel warm and inviting and making you feel like coming over to their house is a special experience. I love that. And I want everyone that I host, whether it be for like a dinner party or Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever it is to feel like, oh, I'm going over to Linzo's house. Like I'm about to get an experience. And I love when people come in and they're like, wow, you just did this for us. Cause it does, it makes people feel special. I feel so special when I go over to your guys's house and Jackie set up a whole thing. It's like, she intentionally did this for me. And I think it's like kind of my love language and how I like to express my appreciation for their friendship or their company and it's also again just really fun for me so i hear i heard a couple of different things one i heard that you play dress up still and i'm questioning yes. why we don't have content of this if you're already playing dress up it's just something i've done since i was little like i remember having i was the friend so mm-hmm. i didn't drink in high school i was not cool like that i was very lame when it came to like social settings i was scared of everything but i was the friend that if you were going to spend the night at my house we're not sneaking out and drinking at a party with some gross boys we're going through my closet making my room a fucking mess turning on the music to 110 and trying on outfits and taking photos in them that's always what i did as a kid and especially in high school like the amount of my facebook photos are not me like at a party it's me with my friends like making silly faces in the mirror with some ridiculous outfit that we wouldn't wear to school but it's so fun to try on i feel like this needs to be a series okay yeah i just did it yesterday like i was just bored in the morning and i was like oh i'll just go like i'm just gonna do this right now i do it all the time you probably could have created like a month's worth of content right there probably but here's the thing and I'm sure you feel this too. Maybe it's different for guys and girls. When I'm doing my dress up things, like my skin is not skinning. My face doesn't look cute. Like my hair Uh is disgusting. And it's genuinely just to be like, oh, like this is a cute fit. I'm going to remember this for the next time I'm trying to get ready. You know, I'm not taking photos of myself like I was in high school with the girlies. And if you're any of my friends from high school that did that with me, like, please send me send me a text because we had some great times and I hope you had fun <laughs> I also heard the the whole idea of making somebody feel special I think that goes and it really speaks towards like your caring nature is like making somebody feel seen 
And Mm -hmm. it's like that thing that they talk about of like, you know, physical touch. And sometimes people can go their whole day without being touched by another human being. So you just simply placing their hand on their back or, you know, making them that special table setting, like can make their day. Yeah. Handing them a cute drink that feels so extra, but it's just sparkling water with some lemon slices, you know, whatever, but it's in a cute cup and it's presented nicely to them. It's just like finding magic in the little things and making other people see that magic too. Love it. Like it. Um, so this is a little bit related or no, very much related. Um, so expanding a little bit on the first question, um, you've definitely pursued a lot of different creative outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard from a little birdie that you plan on doing some water coloring on your Euro trip. Mm-hmm. Has that made it in the bag yet? Yes. It's in the bag. <laughs> Okay. Um, and you get really into the groove when you're being creative. Like, what does that experience bring to you? And what advice would you have for others who want to jump into, like, their creative pursuits and might have a few roadblocks? The best part about being creative is that everything is circumstance. Everything's just an opinion of someone else. Like, if you think about yeah. the most expensive art in the world and you're like, I could make that. The only thing that gave that piece of art value is the people that believed in that art and the people that gave that art value. So when you think of it like that, it seems less scary and intense to try things for yourself because even if you think it's bad, someone else might be like, oh, that's really great. And there's value in that. And then when Mm -hmm. you put value in it, other people, you're going to like trick other people to putting value in that too. You know what I'm saying? And it's fun to like you said in your interview, like cross the line and the boundaries of like, oh, is this ugly or am I just, or am I a genius? Yeah. It's so fun. And life is boring if you're not being creative in my mind. Uh It's a way to like let your own emotions or like your own experiences come out in a beautiful way and in a way that is productive rather than, I don't know, aggressive. Kind of like how Mm -hmm. people go like work out for their therapy, like me creating any type of art, putting together an outfit, painting outside, watercoloring. That's my therapy, my chosen therapy, you know? It's like your meditative state. Yes. on your own kind of thing. And if you're too afraid to just like start trying things, you need to get out of your own head because one, you never have to show anyone what you're doing. Then I never really post like the final product of my art because I don't really want to welcome it for conversation because it's mine and I'm doing it for fun. And if one day I wanted to open it up for conversation, I will do that. But in the explorative phase, you can keep it like extremely personal and keep the judgment off of yourself by just like letting you do whatever you want to do. You don't have to always share what art you create. And that's like, I think that's interesting. Cause like we're in a society where it's like you society tells us we have to share everything as far as like Instagram and social media, but yeah, like you can totally keep things personal to you hundred percent. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like even with, when it comes to fashion, sometimes I take a photo of my outfit and I'm like, actually I don't really 
feel like mm-hmm. opening this up for discussion today. I'm not in the mindset. That's okay. And especially when I paint and stuff and I just show like the beginning, I never show the end and they're just like sitting somewhere else. And when people come over and ask me to see my art, I'm like, no, thank you. Just because <laughs> I'm not confident in that yet. And then once yeah. I'm confident, then you can share if you feel like it. But I think everyone gets so nervous about what other people are going to say about what they're creating when the only thing you should be thinking about is, am I having fun and am I enjoying this? And is this something that I'm doing for me? I love that. Now, my next question, I'm kind of just off the cuff. Do you think that everyone has a creative side? Speak to those people who say like, oh, I'm not a creative or whatever. Literally everyone is creative you're just telling yourself that you're not because you're not confident in your creative side. And it's same thing goes for every type of characteristic trait that you can name. Everyone is everything. You just don't believe in it. So the minute that you believe you're creative, you will surprise yourself with the creativity that will just like flow through you. Even if you're like, oh, I can't draw. Drawing is not being creative. There's a million in trillion ways to be creative home organization creative i don't know how to do that my brain doesn't work like that but that's a creative brain um cooking creative it's not just fashion it's not just art it's not just like diy projects there's so many other facets of your life and i would challenge everyone to think about the things that they're really good at and try to see how it's creative and you know build your confidence in that degree. Oh yeah. Very nice out here dropping knowledge right off the bat. Um, okay. So this one's taking a little bit of a left turn. This is kind of bouncing off of our recent blue moon episode. And we're talking yes. a lot about all the witchy things. Um, so we all know that you definitely like a good witchy moment. Um, mm-hmm. What would have to, what would you, if you are off the top of your head, what is your most unique, like favorite, witchy experiences that you can think of from your past? Um, My biggest one is my favorite story to tell, and it still gives mm. me chills when I tell it. It's not really witchy. It's like psychic medium type things. First mm-hmm. of all, I've always been interested in psychics, mediums, tarot readings since Mm. I was young. And that's definitely because when you have someone so close to you pass away when you're so young, and in my case, it was my dad, you're so desperate to try to find a way to connect with them that you start looking for those outlets. And I sought that comfort out of being able to communicate with him through psychics and mediums and tarot and all the things. And that's what comforted me personally. And my mom and I would always go to psychics. We went to like the Teresa Caputo arena tour where she would just like walk up to people in the thing. And my dad was never coming through. And every single time I would get so beyond frustrated and be like, are you kidding me? Like, why does he not want to speak to me or like why is are these people all quacks whatever it is yeah and one year i was transitioning between um working in retail to starting my master's degree and i had quit my job and i needed like a little side job while i was looking for a nannying job before while i was in school 
because mm-hmm. I didn't live at home. I had to work, obviously, through grad school. So my best friend, Allie, who we interviewed on this podcast, she was working at this interior designs. Um, it's like a studio thing. And we worked in the fabric showroom. And I got a job to work in the back of pulling fabric samples. So these like big, wealthy interior designers that were doing all the like celebs and rich people's homes of Orange County would come and like ask for samples of fabric to pull for their clients. And it it was me and this woman, Christine. And Christine ran the fabric room. And she was like in her 60s. It's my very first day. And Allie had told me that she like reads palms and stuff. Like Allie didn't really know, but she knew that I was interested in that. So she was like, oh, you should talk to Christine about this. And I was like, okay. But she was older. My first day was weird. And it's just the two of us back there. Like literally just the two of us. I had to maintain conversation. And like halfway through the day, Allie comes back and she's like, Christine, like, aren't you feeling so much better that you have help now? Like Lindsay's here to help you. And she's like, actually, like I've been so distracted all day. She looked me dead in the eye and was like, your dad's been here all day. And I was like, oh, I like, you're probably like, my dad's not here. Like, what are you talking about? I didn't know. Oh, you thought she meant literally? Yes. And I was like, no, my dad's not here. Like he hasn't been coming back here. I was like, who are you talking about? And she was like, Dave, David, your dad. And I was like, what? And I, literally stopped i wanted to throw up in that moment but i was so excited i was like it's happening and i was like (laughs) okay she goes is his middle name like she goes i'm getting like rudolph but it's not rudolph my dad's middle name is randolph and i was like yes and then she goes who's marge marge marjorie i was like that's my that's my grandma that's his mom and I was like, okay, she's legit. Because, like, one, I've never – my first day, I knew her for three hours. She yeah. doesn't know anything about my life. Um, Allie never speaks to her. Allie works in the front. She does not work in the fabric showroom. And Allie wouldn't just walk out and be like, oh, by the way, this girl that's coming to work for you has a dead dad. You know, like, you, people don't do that. <laughs> she starts going into, like, all these very specific things, things that I had forgotten about about my dad, describing him physically. And then she goes, did you just see a psychic in July? And I did. I spent all my money. Like, it was expensive because these medians are so expensive. And I spent, like, $250 mm-hmm. to go to the psychic. And my dad didn't come through. And I was devastated, like, bawling, mm-hmm. crying. And she goes, "He, he's not going to come if you pay anyone. He's just – that's – he's stubborn like that. And he wants you to know that you can talk to him whenever you want. You don't have to pay someone uh-huh. to talk to him. And he's – held up that promise. He does not come through when I pay fucking anyone. But if I'm gifted a session or something like that, he will. So I just have to like wait for those little, it always comes at the right time too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that would be like my personal experience that made me really not only like I already believed in it, but like really believe in it and really hold on to it. And what's great about it is that you don't have to go to mediums and psychics. You just have to be open to letting yourself experience these things. And like, for example, they always tell me, you know, like you can hear, you can hear them too. You're just not trying and it's a scary feeling. So I don't know. I've always been into it. And since maybe I'm not super religious, it's a good thing for me to hold on to to understand our world and how it works. It that was a long-winded answer. 
No, that was perfect. First of all, I've, I've heard parts of that story, but I don't think I heard that story to that extent. Mm -hmm. um, that's crazy. And I think we all have a sense of needing to feel like we belong to something bigger. Whether yeah. it's religion or spirituality or Buddha. Like, um, so I feel like that's what this is taken for or the shape is taken for you kind of thing, you know? Totally. And you get to know a lot about yourself too. Like people make fun of astrology and like the astro maps and whatever. But if you actually read stuff and you actually learned about it, mm -hmm. I think people would be less skeptical. But it just seems so woo-woo that no one gives it that validity on their end, you know? I love the word woo-woo and that we've kind of made that a thing now. We're so woo-woo. Um, okay, so I'll ask you this. This is kind of like off the cuff. So I know that you're super interested in all this. Would you ever think about delving deeper, like learning intimately about like being a medium or being, uh, or is it something that you're like born with? Like, I don't really know. Well, according to my Akashic reader, and as I've said here before, um, mm -hmm. I have had these gifts in past lives, which love that for me. You know, that's what strokes my ego. You tell me that I have spiritual gifts, man, my confidence is riding high. Yeah. No, like that's the best compliment you can be like, Oh, you're kind of psychic. Like, yeah. Thank you. Um, so I don't know. And the reason why I don't know is one, I would never want to make a career out of it. And yeah. mostly just because it's a really intense and emotional thing. And I, feel very intense and emotional when I go through that. I don't know that I want to do that for other people. But mm -hmm. as for myself, like I do tap into my intuition a lot when I meditate and when I allow things to come through. I love doing like tarot card readings with my friends. Obviously, I love reading people's astro maps if they're my friends and they want me to, you know, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Maybe stay tuned. I could totally see myself doing it. I can see you like just delving a little bit, like not exactly becoming one, but really delving into like some books and some literature about it and kind of. I would love to go to a retreat where they like teach you. Yeah. For like two weeks and then just come back and be like, yeah. Would you just go solo or do you want Gonzo to go with you? No, that's something that's something I do solo. First of all, like. I'm obsessed with Gonzo and I want him to do everything with me. But when it comes to like learning about yourself, I feel like that's things you need to do on your own. That was a very mature answer. And I think everybody should take notes as far as being in a relationship. You don't have to do everything with your partner. Yeah. I love that Gonzo does. Gonzo's really into his soccer and he goes and plays soccer. And I don't need to go to every game because that's also his time, like his yeah. thing. And my thing will be going to these Akashic readers or like going on retreats or meditating by myself or like wanting to paint by myself. And that's mm -hmm. okay too. Bring it. You all need your own personal hobbies. Facts. All right. So you brought up Gonzalo. Uh, I, I, I have to ask because I remember this time being a very tumultuous. Is that the word I'm looking for? Time. So you and Gonzo took the leap to move to Hawaii mm -hmm. and I, had you been there before? I had been, been once with my mom and my brother. We were yeah. on Oahu for three days. Okay. On Oahu for three days. Other than that, not have been there. 
Like, how did you come to that decision of taking that leap? And like, how did you get yourself there? Like, what were your reservations? And what officially got you to say like, yeah, let's do this? Okay, well, a lot of things because it took a lot of thought and consideration. But going back to my woo-woo side and like being able to tap into my intuition, for like the year before we moved to Hawaii, I kept on having this feeling of like, I really just want to like go live in a bikini somewhere. Like I just want to like lay on the beach and like be in a bikini all the time, which was Mm – I didn't know how to understand that thought at the time because my – I struggle with body image issues so much that I was like, why would I want to put a bikini on and be in one all the time? Like I hate putting one on today. But for some reason, I just like had this feeling that I was going to be living in a bikini at some point. And then flash forward, when Gonzo got the opportunity to move here – we originally said no because mm-hmm. I was very concerned about my my own personal career. And we talked to a lot of people. We called you and Jackie. Um, we did the whole conversation about sometimes some one person leads, one person follows because mm-hmm. I was very concerned about what it would mean for, for me because mm-hmm. I knew immediately Gonzo was going to thrive here, <laughs> even though he had never been here. And I know – my husband, I know Gonzo, I know that this was where he's supposed to be. And so I was just really scared. Gonzo and I did a um, pros and cons list on, we got poster board and we each made our own separate pros and cons list individually, which I think is really important because Mm -hmm. it gave us each a chance to like formulate our own thoughts and bring them up for discussion rather than doing it together first. And we each formulated our own thoughts. I had my concerns. I had my like pros. He had his concerns. He had his pros. And then we discussed them over a bottle of wine, made a, after we discussed our individual, then we like made a collective. And I think what really did it for me was, and my mom's going to hate this because she hates that I live so far, is that when I told her about the opportunity, she was like, well, you like, you're not working right now. Like, why not? Yeah, And that made me be like, holy shit, if Anna's telling me why not, what am I, I thinking? Even, I remember when you told me she said that, I was like, was she like high when she Same. said that? Same. I was like, wait, <laughs> really? Like I couldn't. And she probably doesn't even remember telling me because she's like, I would have never told you to move to Hawaii because I know she hates that we live so far apart and I hate it too. Yeah. And, um, but it really was that encouragement of just being like, you could totally do this. It's not a big deal. And once we did, it was COVID immediately after three days of being here. So that was fun. And that was really scary. And moving to a new place is always really scary. But moving to an island during an international pandemic was really scary. And I was definitely like not in a great place the first few months that we were here. Um, But ultimately, it made Gonzo and I so much closer as a couple we were already so close i didn't think that it could be possible but when you move to a new place with your significant other where you both don't know anyone and you really just have to like lean on and rely on one another Mm -hmm. it was you know hard at times but great for us overall and you know we came out stronger because of it and i would have i would never change this chapter for anything i've had so much fun and i'm so happy to be here yeah that was beautiful i think like I think that sometimes when you get that advice from the person who you least expect it from is like, wait, holy shit, it really makes you rethink things. Yeah. 
And it, it shines a light on where you might be holding yourself back because mm-hmm. everyone says to me like, oh, I can't just like move to Hawaii. It's like, well, yeah, you can. It's it's not it's not like as it's not like it's impossible. There are roadblocks. Mm-hmm. There were roadblocks for us too. It's not like we were just like, oh, easy peasy. Let's just move. Obviously, like it was really scary. It was really fucking hard. I didn't have a job for a long time. It was a pandemic. Like it felt impossible at the time. But we knew, we believed in the idea that this would be such a fun adventure and such a fun story to tell and such a fun moment in our lives that we let the positive stuff and the fun and the adventure outweigh our critical selves of thinking like, well, it couldn't work because of this. It couldn't work because of that. Yeah. Oh my God. I think, I mean, I've seen, and I remember you guys in the beginning and when you first moved there versus like now. And yeah, I think I enjoy this chapter for you guys. I think it's like a growth chapter. The, you know, the more selfish side of me hope that it's not an ongoing forever chapter, but I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We don't know. And that's genuinely just the answer. And trust me, that makes me want to throw up because I would also like to know. The number one question I ask all my psychics, where am I going to live? Like, where am I putting down roots? And my biggest reasoning for wanting to go home is the people. Well, wait, I miss Back my up friends. a little bit. What do, what do the psychics say as far as if you feel comfortable sharing that? Um, they always say that they see us living a hybrid type of lifestyle of like, you're we're not really just like in one place all the time, which mm-hmm. gives me more anxiety. But you know, also sounds kind of fun. I don't know. We'll see. And they also say, you know, like we have free will. It's like, they could say like, oh yeah, you're going to end up here. But we also, oh, that's one thing. Christine in from going back to the fabric showroom, she told me that I was going to live in a place. She goes, I see you sitting in like in a room and you're surrounded by trees and you're like working or studying or something. And at that moment, it didn't make sense to me because I was like, I'm not studying for anything. And so she was like, maybe like somewhere like Oregon or whatever. And I thought, okay, we've thought about Oregon. But now every day when I work from home from my computer and look outside and it's all the trees and all the green, I'm like, damn, Christine. (laughs) Christine was on her shit. Christine was on her shit. And it's because Christine didn't do it as a living. She just did it like for people she knew. Christine's an icon. I need to go talk to Christine and figure out my shit. I know. I always, I always (laughs) resist the urge to call Christine. All right. So um, one of the things that you have come to find in your time in Hawaii is becoming the best number one podcast co-host. Oh, On yes. the number one podcast. Um, yes, number one. The number one. But you also always have been like an avid podcast listener. I think out of anybody I know, you probably listen to the most podcasts. I love podcasts. So I listen to my, more than music. Oh, so yeah, that's a definitely no for me. So mm-hmm. you're an avid listener. So I guess my question is like, who do you find the most inspiration from and like why? Like what about that person or their podcast do you feel draws you in? I have so many favorite podcasts. My top three are mm-hmm. Skinny Confidential, Him and Her always i don't listen every single week but 
sometimes they have people on the like I just don't know, like a real housewives. I just like don't know them and I don't care to listen to that episode. Yeah. But they're really good at interviews and really good at artic- getting people to articulate their thoughts and give more of an overall background to a story or a product instead of just like talking about a product or just talking about service level things. And so mm-hmm. they were the first podcast I listened to that made me be like, oh, people can have like genuine conversations and I can learn a lot from these conversations. Sometimes like when I'm feeling a little bit stuck or I don't, I'm not feeling productive. It feels productive Mm -hmm. for me to turn on a podcast that's going to give me some type of learning tool, whether it be like with confidence, with career, with whatever. And they have a wide array of every single subject that you can imagine. Anything that you're struggling with, they have like 16 amazing guests and episodes that you can listen to on that one subject. So they were always my first favorites. Um, The Toast, literally – Jackie and Claudia are my favorite pop culture girlies to ever exist. And I love them so much. And they've been they've been canceled and they've been all these things. But at the end of the day, like they're two sisters that love each other and they live they have two other sisters and they just talk shit about pop culture together every single day. Like that just sounds so magical and beautiful to me. Of like, oh, I get to work with my family member that I'm so close to that I love so much. We share this one common interest and we're getting to make a career out of that and they're really really funny and they do an episode every monday through friday so it's like every day i can like turn them on and listen to them being hilarious and then obviously who i would love to be and i need her to contact us immediately to be on her new network is alex cooper of course from call our daddy because we are unwell and we need to be on unwell or Dear Media, whoever calls us first. Yeah, we won't discriminate. We won't discriminate. But those are my only two now, options. Now, my question is, is like when you were listening to all these podcasts in the past, is was there ever a part of you that like thought, wow, can I do this? Or like, should I Always. do this? Always from the very beginning, I was like, I love talking into a microphone. I love being on stage. It's a weird thing about me. I danced growing up. I fucking loved being on stage. Put me on stage the whole time. I will sit and stare at you. Like, I love it. And I even love, like, giving presentations and stuff like that. So podcasting in my bedroom, talking to my bestie, fuck yeah. Like, love this for me. (laughs) I could do it every single day. I love this for me. Oh, I will I will second that. I will let you guys know that if you are hungry for more perspectives of pop culture and would love to hear us every day, Lindsay would totally do it. But I unfortunately it. Justin's schedule doesn't yeah, allow Justin's for that. Yeah, Justin's just quite holding yet. us back. That's why we just need it to be successful enough that you can quit one of your jobs. Absolutely. So I can just, just I one can of schedule them. you every single yeah. day. Yeah. We're gonna get it. My dream is happening. I actually used to tell all of my psychics and like write on all of my vision boards that I want to be interviewed on a podcast for doing something cool. I wouldn't say that this one counts, but like I want like one day I want someone to like reach out to me that I don't know that wants to interview me. And that's always been like on my vision board. It'll happen. Thank you. 100%. (laughs) Um, okay. So we were talking about the podcast, talking about pop culture a little bit. Um, we all have like our celeb crushes, the people we envy or, you know, really look up to. 
And so this one's kind of like a fun question. What celeb would you choose to be your BFF? And then like, what is a breakdown of what you would do together on a full day? Okay, this is such an obvious question. Taylor Swift. Oh, I didn't think it was that obvious. I could have picked a few people for you. Yeah, and like, I'm sure, are you thinking like Kardashians? Yeah, or even one of the podcast people we just mentioned, like Alex Early, like any of these people. Yeah, but like, if I'm friends with Taylor Swift, like, I can be friends with all those girls too. Like, it's fine. (laughs) You said go for the top. Yeah, I'm going for the top. You asked me, this is it. Taylor Swift, 100%. Taylor Swift would be the best friend a girl could have. I feel like there's no judgment with Taylor Swift. She's always going to make you feel good. And we have the similar interests of like, we like to go out for like a little bit, have a little bit of fun. But at the end of the day, like, let's go back home in our jammies and drink some wine and gossip. Let's bake some cookies. Let's go to Maine. Like, let's go to Rhode Island. Let's go to London. Like, these, that is more my speed in general. I hate taking shots. I hate being in a club. I hate being anywhere where it's dark and crowded and loud. And I can't speak to the people that I came with. I'm uncomfortable. And I know that Taylor would always be down for a PJ wine gossip sesh, baking some cookies night in. Got it. And I love her. And, and when I tell her about my problems, she can write me perfect songs about it and make them number one top hits. And it's like my song. So take, (laughs) take your, the drama in your life and make it into a hit, hit song. Yes. I would be such good content for her. I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) No, it's probably not. But, you know, she would help me work through it, through her songwriting. That is true. That is true. It's like a therapeutic process. Yes. And I love her and I just think she's so nice and fun and cool. Is there anything else you guys would do? Um, I would hope that she would let me come on stage at her Eras tour or any tour and just like dance around and scream with her. With no mic, because no one needs to hear my voice. (laughs) But I just remember, okay, during the 1989 era, during their tours, she would bring out every single concert, like a group of like six of her girlfriends, and they would just like dance on the stage with her. Why wasn't I part of that? That's what I would want to do with her. Wake (laughs) up, get a little coffee, go on a little girly walk, a coffee and a talkie, and then... You know, maybe we're getting our mani petties. Maybe we're going shopping. Maybe we're just like hanging by the pool. We're laying by the beach. We're like chilling. Then we're like making, we're going to the local little market. We're getting fresh seafood, fresh vegetables. We make a farm to table meal together at home while listening to Taylor Swift and other song people because she probably doesn't want to listen to herself all the time. And then we we're like drinking wine. We we're drinking rosé while we're cooking. Then we move on. We eat with some white wine. Then at night, we're watching a movie. We're drinking red wine. And we're in our pajamas baking cookies. Ideal day. <laughs> did I, I cover that like one for you? You did cover it very well. And the whole ending the day secluded. I've, you know what I think that I really appreciate about your answers? Like, it's, it wasn't really a lot about, like, taking advantage of her celebrity but more of you know kicking it yeah at home i want to hang out yeah wow that's nice see taylor i won't take advantage of you we can be besties for the resty 
Agreed. Taylor, this is our um, shout out to you that Lindsay's open and available. I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Um, so this next one, it's a little bit more kind of like a general, I guess you probably should have maybe opened with this, but if someone were to write a book <laughs> about you, what would be the title? And what would be like your elevator pitch synopsis of that book? This is giving me like Summer I Turned Pretty, you know, what would your book, what would your memoir be? And what would the title be? Oh my God. That's like the <laughs> hardest question anyone could ask me. My title would be something elusive like, she's not okay, but she's wearing a cute outfit. You know, like something <laughs> like that. She's not okay, but you think she is. Like, I don't know. Um, and then my elevator pitch would be like, <laughs> like a girl that you think is totally put together. Uh -huh. And then you talk to her and you're like, oh, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> but you're also like pretty... pretty knowledgeable in emotions and interpersonal things, uh -huh. but you have no idea like how to plan out your 401k and your taxes, you know? That's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a story about a girl who just wanted to be on Disney Channel and she was never on it. So instead, she opted for a pop culture podcast and rose her way to the top and ended. And the book ends with her making cookies with Taylor Swift in her Rhode Island house. And you learn so many life lessons and she drops knowledge the entire time. Like you learn so many life lessons along the way. Oh, my God. This is giving me like <clears throat> like that dysfunctional like. I'm thinking of a show that I've never watched, but it's about it's on Hulu and it's about a woman. She's like making her way through being uh, uh, um, sober and mm -hmm. it's like her kind of fumbling her way through things. But like she's really smart, but like also fumbles. And but that was really that was great. That was better than I thought. Or like I'm the title could be like, I'm not taking my own advice. <laughs> you know, something like that. I like it. Oh my god, that was good. Okay, um, so a while back, not a while back, when was this? This was at the beginning of this year. Jackie and I were trying to figure out how to step into our our next chapter of who we wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And in order to do this, we created alter egos for ourselves. Yes. And we gave them names and personalities and what they would be doing. And so I, this is me asking you, what would be your alter ego? Like, what is their name? What qualities? What skills do they possess? Where do they live? Like, what would this person be doing? Wow. I live in a delusional state where sometimes I act as though I'm my alter ego all the time. So I uh -huh. wouldn't name her anything else. Her name's Lindsay. Like, her name's Lindsay, but she's a lot more confident. She wears things without being self-conscious about what her body looks like in it. She's not afraid to, like, let herself be seen in that way. Maybe, yeah. like, why I'm not doing as much on social or whatever. Like, I know I could. 
Um, and again, I take all my own advice. I let, you know, I'm not people pleasing and I'm not, I'm not sitting on my couch and working in my pajamas till four, you know, like I'm getting up and I'm doing a normal routine and like putting on clothes and sitting at a desk. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd want it to be like Amber filler up, like Amber filler up should be my alter ego. Yeah. So authentic. And that's what I strive to do. Yeah. I think when it comes to alter egos, I love them and I want to be delusional enough to pretend that that's who I am all the time instead of thinking Mm -hmm. of of it as an alter. Just like, oh, no, this is who I am. And, you know, being Delulu is the Salulu as we've all seen on Instagram, that one little meme. And it's true. You have to be delusional and – if being if your version of being delusional, if it helps you to be more delusional, is by like creating an alter ego and acting out as that person, then absolutely you should be doing that every single day. Be more delulu. Be more delulu. Just fucking maybe, do it. Maybe that should be your alter ego's name is delulu. Maybe just Lulu. There you go. Alter ego Thank is you. Lulu. Thank you for formulating this with me. I love having it. Okay, Lulu. <laughs> I love it. Now when I'm acting sad or stupid, you could be like, is this Lulu or Lindsay? I'll be sure to ask you that. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, okay. So these are some of the last few questions. Um, one of which being, this is similar to one that you asked me, um, what is something that the pop stars do not know that you would want them to know about you? I'm really not like judging you if you're not dressed wearing a cute outfit. Like, please. <laughs> That's my least favorite thing to be told is like, oh, I have to oh get dressed God. because I was seeing you. Oh my God. Like, yeah. don't put that pressure on me. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make me feel like I can't get dressed up because I don't want to make you uncomfortable that you have to get dressed up. You know, like I'm not yeah. judging your outfit and I'm not judging your tablescape. I'm just letting uh, you know that I like doing it and I want you to just like be okay with me doing it. I think that's like for people who are like the creatives and like care about the aesthetics and their look, like that's something like we've all heard is like, oh, we knew you're hanging out with you. So we felt like we had to do X, Y, or Z. Like, yeah, just do you. I'm and gonna it's do like, me regardless. Now you're making me feel like I put a burden on you. Like, oh, yeah. I had to make it cute because you were coming over. It's like, oh, shoot, I made you feel stressed about that. And that's yeah. never my intention for doing so myself. Um, yeah, maybe also too, that I like when people ask me questions about my, my dad passing away or I don't like small talk. So if you're talking to me about the weather, I am not listening, but if you're talking to me about like something real, I am dialed Mm -hmm. in. I hate small talk. Yeah. You like to get down to it. Yeah. I'm going to just get down to it. All right. That's respectable. Um, okay, this last final question is kind of like a twofer, and mainly because of it's one of the questions you part of the, one of the questions you ask me is like if you know little Lindsay was looking at adult Lindsay now, what would she say, and then vice versa, like what is like the best piece of advice you've ever gotten, and like what would you tell you know your younger self? Little Lindsay would be like, oh my goodness, you 
live in Hawaii in a cute little shack with some cats and the love of your life. That's so cute. Like that's so yeah. fun. Yeah. She would also be stoked that I'm doing something like this and she would be very stoked that I still play dress up. Oh. Um, she would definitely be confused as to why I'm so insecure, <laughs> but we're working why on it. Because little Lindsay that? was not insecure and it wasn't until maybe like eighth grade that it yeah. started. So little Lindsay would yeah. be so confused. Like, what's the issue? Yeah. Um, but I think she'd overall be really excited that I'm still doing the things that I love to do when I was little and that I have a really great group of people around me and that I've cultivated a really fun and unique lifestyle for myself. I like it. And then advice to my younger self. Yeah. Um, You literally can't win everyone all the time. You can't make everyone happy all the time. So make yourself happy first would probably be my biggest piece of advice because no matter what, whatever, anything that you do and any decision that you make is always going to be disagreed upon with some party. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to sacrifice your own comfortability for others, which is what I did. What we talked about in yours too, like people pleasing is a huge yeah. issue and something that, you know, we're all working on yeah. and something I'm still working on today, but I think I'm getting better at it. But I, when I look back at a lot of the th decisions that I made when I was younger in like past relationships or friendships or like family wise, I did a lot of things because I thought it was going to make the other person feel good, even at the expense of my own comfortability. I think, yeah, I think uh, we talked about this in mind too. Yeah. This, that people pleasing, we kind of find each other. And I feel like that's one thing I really appreciate about our friendship with each other and Gonzo and Jackie is that we've all come from like this people pleasing, bending over backwards background. And we kind of mm -hmm. support one another in setting up boundaries with family, with friends. And yeah. Yeah. Boundaries are important and making yourself happy first is the most important and not oh, caring yeah, what other people, everyone's going to always have something to say. So don't care about what they have to say. Just do it. Yeah. Fuck it. Do what you want. So. Just do it. Brought to you by Nike. <laughs> well, that is like, that's all the questions. How do you feel? Um, I feel great. I feel like I stumbled through a few things, but hopefully you guys all got my gist. Hopefully you know me a little bit better. I think it was, I think it was good. I love the book question. That was probably one of my favorites. That was a hard was, question. And your alter ego one. Those are, those are great. Thank um, you so much. Well, that's it, guys. Um, I hope you guys really enjoy these episodes. This is kind of just our way of, you know, you getting to know us a little bit better. And we'd love to share if something resonated with you, if you've had a similar experience of your coworker talking about your dead relative to you, like, share. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> Let me know. Always down to chat. Please don't ask me um, about the weather. Yeah, don't ask about the weather. Jump right in and ask the serious, hard-hitting questions with Lindsay. She's like Katie Couric. Couric. No, I want to be Julianne Rancic like every other basic millennial bitch out there. We just wanted to be Julianne Rancic. I feel like now it's a Morgan Stewart. Like we all want to be like Morgan Stewart. I don't know. All right. Al Roker. He's my man. Oh. <laughs> okay. Alex Cooper. You can reference me there as Alex Cooper. 
There you go. That's perfect. All right, guys. Well, that is us. Um, it's been a pleasure. And we'll be back soon with our regular scheduled, you know, pop culture episodes. But I hope you guys enjoy. Other than that, hit up the Instagram, like, subscribe, and we'll see you guys around. Thanks, Justin.